Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning, to keep searching for your truth, and to guide you to be unapologetically you. Welcome back, everyone. I am super excited today. We're going to talk about a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. Um, it's not something that I've personally experienced yet in the uh, astrology world of cycles and um, things like that, but it is something that I have found fascinating to study. Um, and I have my uh, very good friend here who is going to share her story of going through the actual Uranus opposition. And before we wanted to go into, you know, her sharing her story and telling us about how it manifested into her life, we're going to share with you guys a little bit of what is the Uranus opposition. How does it happen? How does it manifest? When does it start to show up? And all that good stuff. Because honestly, this is one of the most powerful cycles that you can go through in life. We normally, if you don't know anything about the name Uranus Opposition, you have heard the word midlife crisis. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why don't, um, well, let's just, why don't you say a little bit maybe about yourself and, um, tell everybody, you know, what, what made you decide to, to want to share your story? Right. Well, I'm really excited about this as well, because um, what, what prompted me to decide to share my story with you, Jai, and with everybody else is that um, I didn't know anything about Uranus opposition when this transit occurred to me. It's not only until more recently that I've learned anything about it. Um, And it, it was a crazy time. It felt like a midlife crisis. I didn't know what was happening in my life, and I had to find my way to work through it. And I think what I really wanted to share was not everybody knows about it when they go through it, but it would be helpful if you know it's coming up to be able to prepare for it in some way. It's not that you're going to be able to control the process because it just is what it is and what's going to unfold, you might not realize. But at least having some idea about what may be coming for you um, in some general way so that you can handle it. Um, But also, if you've already been through it, to be able to reflect on it and really kind of put those puzzle pieces together for a greater understanding because you still have to work through all these cycles. There's more coming, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) With the Chiron return and all that. So there's a lot more. Yeah. So if you haven't dealt with the issues, I feel they're going to continue to visit you until you do. Right. Totally. Um, And I think it's so important, you know, and one of the reasons why I love, you know, sharing um, about astrology and about 
um, the different life cycles. Like I, I did an episode about my Saturn return and to show everybody like my experience of it and what went down, you know, how that all manifested in my life. Because I think that these cycles are a big deal and uh, we all go through them, whether you, you believe in it or not, right. you go through it. And so if you understand a little bit about it, I think it really helps you to process and ultimately to help you get to a place of true healing because when we start to process things and really let it flow and understand why it happened and you know all the reasons behind it we step into a place of healing which is the ultimate you know goal right um, of life pretty much so let's talk a little bit about what the actual Uranus opposition is. Now, there is a really awesome book. Would you want to share them the the title and the author of the book? Yes. Um, so when I first found out about the Uranus opposition, um, I started looking at the book um, Astrology and the Rising of the Kundalini by Barbara Hanclough. And it was actually really jaw-dropping when I was reading through that and I was like, whoa. I this know. all makes sense mm-hmm. in I was a really crazy way. <laughs> it did, yeah, <laughs> totally. I you know, and, and when I first read that, I think that might have been the first. Believe it or not, I think that might have been the one of the first astrology books I ever read. And it's almost like jumping into a whole new world that when you don't know anything about astrology, is like what? Because you start to see like how much astrology actually can really truly affect your life. Right. And it more than just, you know, understanding the natal charts important and but you focus on kind of those certain areas, but focus. These are major transformative transits. Yeah. And it helps to have a little guidance. And it only happens. Well, it happens three times, but it happens right. once. Yeah. Fully. I know. In your life. Well, Right. We'll and it's like, do you details, survive right? or do you don't? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you survive in one way or another. <laughs> right. Um, so basically, so what is the Uranus opposition? The Uranus opposition is um, physiologically what happens in your body is the Kundalini energy starts to rise. If you understand about chakras or um, the the energetic systems of the body, you know that we have seven chakras that are, you know, within the realm of our body. There's more chakras and I've talked a little bit about them. Like there's the knee chakra and the feet chakra and then there's a chakra below the feet and another one above the head. But within the body, it's like the seven major chakras which is the root, then the second, the solar plexus, the heart, um, the throat, the third eye, and then the crown, those chakras are found in our bodies. And there are, there's a very strong correlation with our spine and the fact that the energy rises up towards the heavens. And so when we have this Uranus opposition, it's almost like our body is ready for like a spiritual revolution. Wouldn't you think that's kind of Right. Yeah, yeah. What it feels like. And that's exactly what I kind of felt as well. It, it was it was a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It's a and and when you think about you got to you got to understand what Uranus represents. And Uranus literally is about revolution. It's about independence. It's freedom. It's like mm-hmm. um, this Uranus opposition is all about, and it's about and because it's the Kundalini energy that starts to rise, it's about sexuality. 
mm-hmm. majorly about sexuality, desire, freedom, independence. Um, it's what most people would call the midlife crisis because of what we often see happens to people when Uranus opposes their natal Uranus, which is, if you look at it astrologically, that's what's happening. Transiting Uranus is opposing your natal Uranus. And Uranus has this cycle where he goes direct, retrograde, direct, retrograde, direct. He just keeps kind of doing that over and over. And so every single one of us has Uranus hit our natal Uranus three times, right? Once when Uranus is moving into going direct, moving into the opposition. A second time when Uranus goes retrograde and passes over it again. Mm -hmm. And then a third time when Uranus goes direct again and passes over that point again. So we have these sort of three phases that the actual cycle um, goes through. And it's interesting because what I've read about it, and I'm sure you read it in the book, is that both the, the experience that women have versus the experience that men have is a little bit different. The- right. I, I remember reading that in the book, um, but then I also did feel like I experienced, and we'll get into that later, I felt like I experienced some of both of those. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. I'd love to talk about that. But usually what you'll find is that women um, tend to open up their, their throat chakra and men tend to open up their heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So for women, it's a it's a it's a crisis of who am I and can you hear me? Right. You know, like yeah. can you see me? Can you hear me? Can you uh, can, like am I expressing? Can I express myself? Are you listening? Like, do you see who I am? And it's really about like being like opening the throat so that you can express who you are through your voice or action or whatever. And then for men is, do you feel me? Like, am I mm-hmm. here? You know, like the, it's a it's a heart connection. Their heart chakra opens up. Normally when, you know, in our society too, men are usually taught to close themselves off emotionally. And, and women are taught to like shut up. Yes. You, you know yes. what I'm saying? So it's so so when the Uranus opposition happens and you got to do the opposite <laughs> of what you've been taught. Holy moly. Right. I mean, can you like, whoa, all of a sudden you like you really do step into unknown territory and you don't know what's going on. And I think that's kind of how most people that I've seen experience this. It's like they're it's really unknown and they feel super uncomfortable because it's about stepping into your power in a way that you've probably not done ever. Right, yeah. And society has told you that that's not okay. Well, yeah, there's certain acceptable ways to behave in society and within relationships. Um, and things you you kind of accept along the way and follow into these like programs or stories of who you are and how you work within the world and with people. Um, Mm -hmm. but all of that kind of comes up to the surface at this point if it's Mm -hmm. not in alignment really right I think is where it's most shocking so Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things if it's not in alignment it's going to be this chaotic right period that's difficult to manage and makes you feel like you lost control in your own skin and your mind and you don't 
you know, all these questions start coming up. And that's the thing with the Uranus opposition is that when it happens and the Kundalini actually starts to rise naturally up the body, up the spine, um, through the chakras and the energy centers, uh, what happens is during that very first kind of phase, it, it climbs up to the point where you're blocked. Yes. Where at whatever chakra, whatever karmic thing, whatever you have not dealt with in your life, whether it's a childhood trauma or a past life trauma or something that you have not dealt with, it gets stuck there and brings all of that up. You know, and it can bring it up in many different ways. Dreams, visions, mm -hmm. downloads, like uh, feelings, emotions, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when you, if you do the work, right, after that kind of first phase and you get to the second phase, well, during the second phase, it's like it gets to a different point and it gets stuck at a different point. And then you keep, it's like it's asking you to do some very deep work. Yes. <laughs> like yes <laughs> yes no comment <laughs> all I did was work for a couple years um it's, yeah it's but it's worth it now but we'll get into that yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah so um some of the I kind of want to talk a little bit you know without getting it specifically into your story because I know that Barbara Handcloud talks about how there's certain physical um sensations like itching tingling um, you know, visions, like feeling like there's electricity mm -hmm. running through your body. Um, did you actually experience, um, any of those kind of things from Kundalini kind of rising? I did at certain periods. Um, so I felt like electricity, um, I definitely had, um, um, there was some, and this is where she talks about, and for women, it could be confusing. Like I felt like, I was having hot flashes that are not menopause. Right. And it's just like, yeah. it's just like, what is happening? It's a huge rush that just mm -hmm. of, of heat that mm -hmm. pulses through your body sometimes. Um, that struck me. That only happened about once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't ever happened again. <laughs> so crazy. It was crazy. There were strange things. And I definitely did have um, dreams that, you know, kind of came to me, um, not so much as far as the visions go, but there was a lot of communication starting to happen. Cause I also feel like a lot of that had been shut down for me. Closed. You off. mean like communication with how the higher realms, your, you know, spirit guides, or do you mean just like communication and normal between your relationships? Um, well, both. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is, so at this point, um, when I was going through this, you know, I also considered this my awakening period. Mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't even gotten into all of this kind of realm until essentially this whole transit was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really know how to phrase it at that point. But I, yeah, so I would have the electricity. I would have some hot flashes going on. Um, my senses were heightened in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and I've mm -hmm. also had, you know, in, previously in my life, I've had kind of some, you know, when I was little, some experiences like that were kind of psychic and, you know, intuitive messages, mm -hmm. like verb, like I would auditory, you know, hear that. I can't remember what that's called. Um, 
Claire audience? Yes, Claire yeah. audience. So I would have these things that started coming and it was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially as an adult, and normally we sort of like harden, you know what I mean? Like we, we get more solid. We were talking about this earlier before we started recording this podcast, but a little bit about how in our older age, not that we're old, right? <laughs> but, but in older age, people tend to sort of their belief systems become more solidified. And so right. there's less open mindedness. And so as an adult in your, in, in your early forties, going through this experience where you're, you're really being tested and you're really like having to process a lot that's coming through you. I can understand how that can be like very, very challenging because we, we don't feel like at that point, I mean, the last thing we want is to feel like we're not in control of ourselves. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I felt totally out of control of everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. My body, um, and everything else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting that you had those um, experiences. And then you mentioned a little bit about like dreams. And I was going to say that one of the things that, so somebody can ask the question, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your early forties <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> um, this sounds familiar. You may be going through your Uranus opposition. And so this is going to be, serve you really well to be able to understand what's going on, maybe to feel like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not going crazy. I just need to get some more information and figure it out. Um, and if you've, if you haven't, if you're not in your early forties yet, um, this is going to be great information (laughs) to have as like for me, you know, that's like in the coming years for me, but still like I obviously really important information to have. So you, you're aware of it. I think the awareness really helps. Like you said, like, it it calms down the experience. It doesn't make it so extreme. It doesn't have to be that extreme, you know? Um, and then if you've already passed it and you've already gone, maybe now this listening to this, this interview and this podcast can help you understand and process what has already happened for you. But one of the ways, so we talked a little bit about how what happens is things come up that need to be healed. Like this is, this is major wounding, major traumas. Like they, um, they, they come up so that you have to deal with it. Like there's no way out. You got to do it. Um, and you, you mentioned that, you know, you had some dreams and I just wanted to, to say that the way to know, cause sometimes people, what if people are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to work on. Right. You know, I don't, what, what, what is the theme for me? Like, I don't really know what's some people it's very easy. Like, oh yeah, like I had this very traumatic experience when I was younger and I have never dealt with it. It's obvious this is it, you know? For some people, oh, maybe I've had, you know, um, relationship, you know, parental relationship trauma or abuse and I never actually dealt, never actually faced it or realize, you know, decide what I feel about it and what, you know, how I want to heal from that. And so then that comes up. So um, one of the ways there's different ways that you can find out what it is exactly that is your healing and that can come in dreams. Um, it can come through, you know, memories that surface mm-hmm. during the time where you're going through the opposition or that whole, the whole period of time, which lasts more than a year, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, new life agendas that you're creating, you know, um, during this like midlife transition. Um, but yeah, so how maybe, 
we can kind of a little bit start to kind of get into your story and um, ask how did you figure out or have you even, because you could go through the whole Uranus opposition and not even know what, what was really healing there. Have you figured out, and if you did, what were some of the ways that you figured out what it was that you were healing inside yourself? Well, I think um, first and foremost, um, I think the way to know some of the things that need to be healed are the things that won't let you alone. Um good one because they're they're thoughts and feelings they and they could come from dreams or you could be you could find yourself reacting to something and not really understanding it but I really feel like these were things that could not be ignored um and a really the huge thing for me that kind of kicked off all of this was you know like I said like there was this moment when I felt like um, energy rushing through me, like as if somebody had, you know, hit me with a defibrillator. It was literally mm-hmm. shocking myself into coming alive and being awake. It, it shocked me in such a significant way that it could not be ignored. Mm. Um, Amen. It couldn't. Okay. It was, it I was hope we're not aggressive. scaring people. <laughs> Don't be scared. I know. Right. It was, it, no, but it was, but that started my questioning. Yeah. That started my questioning process because, um, and what I found from that is like, who am the, the question is, am I happy? Who am, my question, my response to that, like immediately during, you know, the days of that event, um, the questions were, how, what is happening? I'm, I'm happy. And, but then right then I hear myself also my other voice, um, saying, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the Claire audience, uh, kind of thing. It's, I started asking myself questions because I was like, what is going on? And then it became more, who am I? Am I happy? Why am I not happy? What's going on? Do I even know myself anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, have I been living like a different life? Like I said, mm-hmm. I felt like that thing, that experience completely awakened me mm-hmm. and made me ch- like it was like I was, a, you know, a zombie going through life, not really being fully realized or, you know, knowing what I was doing. I was going along with a story and a life that I didn't even feel in touch with anymore. What was your story? What was that story that was like uh, zombie-like to you? Well, it was just, you know, and I, it's something that I think is common. <laughs> so, you know, at this time I was um, married, had two teenage children, um, working a job that I wasn't really completely fulfilled at. Um, but, you know, there wasn't anything that I felt really connected to, I think, anymore. You know, I was like, I'm happy. I'm happily married, and I have wonderful children, and I have a great job. Why does this not feel like me? Mm-hmm. It's because I had gotten into a path of life that was just merely living and not in a way that I really felt like I led anymore. During the time where you were going through your Uranus opposition, did you do you feel like you were open to exploring the the spiritual awakening that you were having or do you feel like you 
had, you know, no idea what was going on um, and just kind of walking blindly through something that you'd never experienced before? I felt like I was walking blindly in mm-hmm. a way, um, but that didn't mean that I wasn't open to figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know what a spiritual awakening was. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is language that I've added on since um, mm-hmm. as I've explored. Um, but I felt like I was compelled to. There was no way to avoid dealing with this because I had to get through it. I suppose I could have shut it all down and tried to resist it. But it was so dramatic for me that I felt like I once I recognized that I felt like I had been like sleepwalking. Mm. Um, Once I felt like I had to come alive again, Mm -hmm. I couldn't let go of that. There's no way I could go backwards. Mm -hmm. Just some people maybe do shut it down. I don't know. Well, the reason I was asking is because, uh, you know, it. And Barbara Handcloud does say this in her book, um, that if you are superficially focused through life, you tend to have a much harder time or you tend to suffer more during the Uranus opposition versus someone who is open to exploring the subliminal self. They tend to process the experience mm-hmm. um, with more understanding. And with more of a like, okay, I'm going to surrender to what's happening here. And it looks like that's the experience that you had. And, and and the reason why it's like, you know, once once you've gone through the experience, you're like, okay, I, I'm okay. Yes, I went through that and that was intense, but I'm okay now. But I... But it, it has, you know, it does happen that if you are focused on the superficial side of life, that like, you're probably going to have a really hard time because there's going to be more denial you know, there's going to be more avoidance, mm-hmm. you know, can you imagine going through your Uranus opposition year or however long it lasted? looks like it lasted a little longer for you, <laughs> but really can nice you, long time. yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> going through that and resisting the whole thing? What could have, what could have happened? Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have, but I would have probably felt a whole lot more ris- miserable mm-hmm. than actually deciding to, even though it probably hit me really hard because I was living, like I said, like sleepwalking. And I think that's living a surface life. Um, but once it, it, it started happening, once the cycle started, um, I felt I had no option but to get into the trenches of what this healing had to be mm-hmm. um, as And I wanted to, I wanted to, as painful, as difficult and challenging as it sometimes was, it is exactly as you described this whole opposition, I could see that this was going to be a way of independence and freedom and for me to be me again, to step back into who I am and who I was meant to be and not just somebody who is doing what they're told and living right. in a certain way that is expected. Right. Um, and not deciding to rock the boat by my words and actions and expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get, because I'm curious to know now what your actual experience was of, of yeah. this Uranus opposition. So um, your, your Uranus opposition 
you started feeling it, I would say, around 2017 during the, the Great American Eclipse. Yes. Yes. You, so tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Like that wasn't the exact first time, but it was when you started feeling it, right? Yeah. So in and that eclipse period was I felt a tremendous amount like I just felt everything wash over me again. It was like the energy kind of like washing and flowing through me during that eclipse mm -hmm. um, that was in August of 2017. Mm -hmm. It had kind of initially well, that was near around your birthday, right? Right, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my, I would have turned 42 at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it started a bit before that, um, before, but that was like, that was when the electricity kind of happened um, during those months leading up to that initial first hit that mm -hmm. we kind of talked about um, in August of 2017. Um or that was one of the moments, right? That's when it went retrograde. Well, we've so we've what we've done is we've looked at um, her chart, and um, we figured out you can do this with an astrologer, or if you have your own program, you can look at your own chart and figure out exactly when Uranus is opposing, when it goes mm -hmm. retrograde, and so you can find these three points. Or also in the book, the Barbara Hand Club book, the Kundalini Rising book, she does give like tables in the back of the book, right? That can give you some kind of a guidance. Guidance, but we figured out. Um, um, that what was going on for you is started really that first hit was April of 2018. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that before period that we were talking about with the it August almost. So what happened there, Uranus almost got to the exact opposition and we're talking degrees and minutes. Mm -hmm. It almost got to that exact point, but it didn't quite get there. And then it went retrograde. Yeah. So what was your experience of that? It was like, we're, it's almost here, but just kidding. You know, <laughs> let's see, let's, let's make it go longer because that what, that's what retrogrades do. They extend the amount of time that a planet is in a sign. Right. So that was a really confusing um, period. Um, that's when things started opening up, but they didn't get totally gnarly yet. <laughs> what, what was it that was kind of coming up for you during that time? In relationship to your life then? Yeah. So during that time, um, one, like I said before, and this is just totally going there, um, during this period when that first started was, like I said, I was in this place where I was, you know, happily married, mother of two teenagers, had a good job, and then everything kind of like went sideways. There was somebody who came into my life that then kind of awaken like we're saying in this with the kundalini is mm -hmm. like this kind of desire this um sexual desire that was very confusing to me um mm -hmm. because at that point i never had an attraction to anybody who was not my husband mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's just go there yeah we're just gonna go there it's like I'm telling you open the you door know, and that made me very uncomfortable because that also right. unlocked a lot of questions like who am I why why, why is, is this, this happening? happening this is not who I am or um, is it yeah exactly it? exactly but because this is what I'm experiencing mm -hmm. um but that kind of it, time you know kind of went through this earlier period of um questioning who I am um am I happy what's not working for me so a lot of things were going on during this period so this is also kind of where I started to 
I, I still wasn't sure what was going on. Something was going on, but I wasn't getting too far into figuring it out. I was just noticing things. So so basically what happened is you you started to feel an attraction to someone other other than your husband and that really brought up some insecure like energies. It made you face something that you didn't think was possible that that you were capable of or you know so it made you kind of feel a little doubtful or confused and all of that stuff yeah I was very confused um but at the same time there was a lot of excitement around that too is having that kind of awakening feeling um there in in that regard um you know, I started also looking at, I, I mean, that was kind of it because that was, that was what started kind of this thing. So I actually, um, during that period is when I started feeling like um, I began to question my relationship mm-hmm. with my husband and the way we interacted with one another, the way we communicated with each other. Um, I started feeling very distant Mm. Um, and I started pulling away, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I didn't really know what to do with it at, you know, in some ways in my mind, I kept thinking, well, you know, this is, you know, I like the way this feels. I like this feeling of, you know, attraction and desire that I hadn't actually really felt for a long time, mm-hmm. a, a really long time. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was exciting. And at that point it was still very you know, innocent in that um, I, I just liked having the idea, the thoughts of, of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed, you know, to like, okay, awaken a little bit. So, I mean, that kind of started to change. I feel like I'm going a little bit off track, like I can go deep, but if I start to like, I feel like I'm starting to get in my head a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you're doing great. Um, (laughs) Um, well, I could ask you another question. So, so basically that was because that wasn't the exact actual first opposition. The first opposition that happened for you exactly was around April of 2018. Um, but what you felt happening during the time of like the great American American eclipse was that it started, you started to kind of feel things coming up. So, what 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 we want is for the listeners to get an idea of how this whole Uranus opposition can manifest in someone's life, and so this is a a, a like a case study, like right. an, an example of how it manifested in your life. So I just want to tell everybody that there's no right way. There's no wrong way for this mm-hmm. to happen. You're not doing anything wrong. Whatever your experience is, you it's like that's what it is. And then and you have to, you know, deal with whatever comes up for you. But I don't want this to be also like, okay, if I don't have this experience, then I didn't do it right. You know what I'm right. saying? No. Yeah. I mean everybody's gonna have something a little something bit. Something else is gonna come up and for everybody. It probably and depends on where Uranus is in your chart and all this, exactly. but, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Everybody's gonna and what 
whatever you have to heal. So um, let's actually go into and give kind of an example. So this is where it started. We've set up the story of like something started coming up, sort of a desire in you, the sort of sexual desire that you were not expecting. Um, and it surprised you and it made you feel super uncomfortable because you had a certain life and it kind of went against everything and you weren't sure what was going on. So you, it started something like the cycle kind of started, but let's go through each of the points Mm -hmm. and give a little bit of a description of what actually, what that intense moment kind of felt like for you as this story started to unfold. So what were some of the things that you started to experience when that first opposition actually happened, which was around, we determined was April of 2018. Yeah. Well, a lot of that has happened, but had happened between those, the, the kind of initial and then the April 28th. I mean, a lot had happened, but, um, most significantly was, this is where I started to find my voice and it manifested in a lot of different ways. Um, in the way that I expressed myself, uh, I changed my job. I felt like I wasn't able to grow there anymore and there wasn't any opportunity and I needed to go um, somewhere else to find that. So I completely changed my job. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Um, So that's a definite manifestation. Um, And additionally, during this period, I um, I had dealt with all of that, uh, like the... Not knowing who I was and trying to figure myself out, um, I started with, um, I I became, there was a really difficult time where I just could not um, put together who I was, who I thought I was, and who I was actually being. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really difficult. And you know, I spent a lot of that time kind of in my head, thinking about it, kind of at war my, with myself, trying to understand it, disagreeing with myself, judging myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really have anybody that I felt that I could talk to about what was going on. Uh, and I was struggling at that point because I realized also that I wasn't happy with a lot of the aspects in my marriage. And a lot of it was you know, not being able to say what I actually thought and felt, or at least I perceived this because of the reaction that I would receive. So that was a lot of where I had gotten to this place was quieting that voice of mine because I didn't like the response. Um, So that was a big part of it. I also started um, learning, you know, I started thinking about, the ways that I felt that I were was controlled, that I was no longer going to accept anymore mm-hmm. um, and trying to work through that. Um, so at this point, you know, there, there became a point, I would say, like in November of that year. So it was a little while after, um, you know, this initial phase started um, where it just it got really intense and it finally came to a head, um, I feel like, in um, December of 2017 and January of 2018 was a really critical time because um, that's when I really went to my husband and I went to him and expressed how I wasn't happy and I didn't know what to do. 
and I didn't know how to resolve Mm. all of the things that I was feeling and the issues that we were having. Um, So I suggested at that point um, that he and I go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I felt like we needed some help in being able to communicate in a Mm -hmm. way that was going to bring about some sort of change Mm -hmm. for us. Because I had at that point figured it became too hard to live in that in life Did the it way it feel, was. So, so what I'm kind of hearing is that like you were, all of a sudden it was like you woke up from a, from a dream and you realized that you were in a dream. Right. You know what I mean? Like that your life that you were living was not real, or at least it right. wasn't who you were at a very deep level. And so things were not congruent with all of a sudden who you felt you were. It's like you, you all of a sudden you felt renewed or you felt like you were somebody new, somebody different was emerging and nothing outside of you in your immediate environment matched that. Yeah. In fact, it was like the opposite. It was making you feel like you were not this new person was like there was no room for this new person. And so what you you know, what you decided to do was to try to see if you could make space for her right to emerge yeah yeah to, to learn about who I was again who this person that was emerging was to try and figure it out I really wanted to I can be very analytical and it's like I wanted to understand why why did I feel this way why was I doing the things that I was doing why does it not feel right um I really wanted to find a way to dig into that um but I also wanted to know who am I because <laughs> it was somebody different. If I'm not, if I'm not who I thought I was, if I feel like I just woke up into someone else's life, maybe right. like, like somebody new woke up and it was someone else's life. And that's not the life that you wanted for yourself anymore. Um, that's a lot to deal with. Right. And it was, it was difficult because I did want to, as you say, like I wanted to find a way to make space for this person in my life, um, which is why I went um, to my husband and, and said, let's, let's do some counseling. Let's figure this out because I, I'm not happy living this way. I want to find a way for us to make things different to mm-hmm. allow for me to be mm-hmm. who I truly felt that I was or learning I was. Yeah. And that didn't really go over well. <laughs> so, so then, so how did it continue to unfold? Because then you, um, you're in a, did its thing, went retrograde, and then it hit that point again somewhere around in April. The, the right. And well, April was kind of like the first sort right. of the first hit. Um, but fast forward basically like to December of 2018, towards the end of December, what was actually going on during that time in your life? Right. Well, I had started a new job, um, but there was a lot of things. I think that because I was starting to behave a little different in my marriage. I was a little bit more resistant to Mm -hmm. the things that I felt were control or the things that had been that I had accepted. I was feeling resistant to doing that. I started getting, um, 
you know, there was there was a certain amount of things going like the control I said a couple times now, but it was like really harassment. It was like I felt like I had to be the person that my husband wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And if not, it was going to be very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I started pushing that a little bit and it became uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I had started doing counseling like um, right around that time. Um, I, I just, I couldn't live that way anymore and I knew something was wrong and I didn't want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was still at a new job, but it was at the, I was completely preoccupied with all of this turmoil that I felt. And it was, it was like internal because it someone, internal. someone outside of you would, could have not even noticed what was going on. Unless, no, unless... I was really good at being like the smiling face um, outwardly, but being in a major storm internally, mm-hmm. um, nobody would know. Um, my husband seemed to not know <laughs> when I asked him to go to counseling. He was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well I'm going then. Like, I'll just go for me. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that. So that was in, so that was right after we had that talk in like December of 2018, January 2019. And that time Mm -hmm. we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started going and what I started doing was working with a counselor to kind of like figure out like, why am I feeling this way? But what I mostly started doing was I was analyzing everything. Um, and writing them down, making notes. So I would I would write about the things that were happening in my day-to-day that were good or bad or the things that I was trying to do different to kind of bring my husband along or not, you know, just to express myself mm-hmm. um, and what the reactions or results were. Um, I also was just, so I did a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. And I really, whatever I thought or felt or happened, I wrote about. I Mm -hmm. have a handful of notebooks from this whole time period Mm -hmm. and experience um, where that was the way for me to express it because I didn't really feel like I had a safe place Mm -hmm. to talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talked with my counselor and I wrote in my notebook. You actually brought those notebooks with you. I did. There's so do you want to share maybe a little bit or like a snippet of one of the journal entries? Yeah, so I have this one, and when we were looking at the time frame of the um, April of 2018, um, uh, which was the first Mm -hmm. real opposition point, Mm -hmm. right? So what was going on in my life at that point? So I had mentioned before I had taken a new job Mm -hmm. um, during this earlier period, and that was in November of 2017. By April of 2018, I was leaving it. (laughs) Um, and I had also just had an experience with my husband that was kind of like, I kind of felt like I was no longer in this like ambivalent Mm -hmm. place about our relationship. Mm -hmm. Something happened in April of that, that time frame Mm -hmm. where I said, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay in this marriage. I didn't express that to him because I had a lot to still. You weren't ready. Out. You weren't ready, but you but you felt it and you you were processing it internally. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I I 
there was something that happened then that I knew at that point, we can't fix this. I was still kind of hopeful, but in a way something happened and that was kind of like a big moment right in this month. Um, So I found myself sitting on my favorite beach one day Mm. in April and I was really trying to figure this out. And so I wrote in um, my notebook, I said, um, so here's the example. I wrote, I have to trust that things happen for a reason. I'm really not lost. I'm finding myself and my way. Maybe I needed to put the brakes on for a reason. I don't yet know. Trust and faith, these are hard things to hold. What if everything was wrong? The job, my marriage, my desires, my plan, and now I'm being forced to slow down and be more honest with myself and others. The tide is rushing toward me. It will force me to make a decision, pack up and go, sit and let it run over me, or wait because I know it will go out again. Do I think too much? Do I want too much? Do I hold on to too much? How can I expect to make sound decisions when I haven't dealt with issues at my core? Not all who wander are lost. Not all who act know. I have to deal with my inner conflict. No more hiding from it or skirting around it. I'm at a place where I can make my life as I want it. I just have to sort through all the piles of stuff. Clear it out so I can do whatever is meant to be done to make my way. I'm like a hoarder of things with my things being all the history, emotions, actions, decisions. I need to clear through it. My head is too full and I'm isolated by all I cannot share. Wow. Wow. That's like classic. What I think someone going through a Uranus opposition is internally feeling. That was so beautifully like written out. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. I mean, that was a very personal share. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, I feel it now. I feel all that emotion. It's, it's very real in, in reading that. I'm just, I'm thankful that I used that tool of writing so that I could now later go back and reflect on it. And it is, it's, it was so intense. Mm -hmm. It was so intense. Mm -hmm. And the timing, I just, you know, when we were looking at the dates, I was like, Okay, yeah. So let's talk about that because the Uranus oppositions happened, right? One, two, and three, like in order and all that good stuff. And we figured out when that was and you knew something huge was going on in your life. So when when you're looking back and you the moment you realized, wow, that was my Uranus opposition I was going through. Yeah. And, and you like what how did that feel because you fit on, into like sort of the category of somebody who went through it had ne- didn't have any astrological knowledge right. like you do now didn't understand these things hadn't read the book didn't even the word the words didn't even exist the idea didn't even exist in your mind that there was a life cycle transformation that happens around the early 40s right yeah and you didn't know any of that so you went through the experience pretty much like on your own Right. You know, and so but then after the fact, when you finally figured out that that's what was going on, how did that feel? Talk about that experience for you. Actually, so I think looking back on it, it just it gives me some comfort in knowing that, 
because I was very confused at the time. And looking back on it now, you know, I had felt at that point, like, why am I blowing up my life? (laughs) I felt such, through a lot of this period leading up, I felt so much guilt, responsibility, wondering, am I going to regret this? But also, uh, you know, so I had to, like, I went back thinking and reflecting on where I had been. And that gave me some, like, peace. I was able to give myself some grace there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it Cut was yourself like, some slack. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't blowing up my life for no reason. It was something that was bound to happen. It's a natural process of life. It is. You according know, to you, astrology. And I'm, and, but then I became thankful looking back at it didn't feel at the time that I was handling it very well or that I weathered it very well but it kind of all made sense it was like wow I really did find my way through this Mm -hmm. um you know it was like I followed steps that I didn't even know were supposed to be (laughs) somehow and that's because I started during this process I was trying to also you know, that's where I think, like I talked about in that passage, it's like trust and faith were hard to hold on to. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that I had been open at that point to do that and and not, it was very hard to continue moving forward mm-hmm. when it felt like, you know, life was breaking. Mm. Um, but having that trust and faith to go forward even if it was hold to, hard to hold on to I did so I was actually really pleased that I went through it in such a way that allowed me to as I say now which I had no perspective on step into my power to mm, yes become myself and to love that Oof. person Oh, I know. I'm like, we're, so you guys can't see us. <laughs> but we're over here, like in all the fields. I know. <laughs> this is intense. I mean, you get, we're talking about a part of life that is like no joke. Like we all go through this and it's, you know, you can laugh about it because it already happened. But even still now, it's still like it, it's heavy. Yeah. You know, it, it's heavy and em- emotions are still like they're there. Um, so I wanted to um, finish by asking you um, three questions. OK. And the first one is, what would you tell someone that was getting ready to go through their Uranus opposition? Um, I think the first thing would be is just try to stay true to yourself. Whatever comes up, try to hold on to whatever that truth is or that healing is that needs to happen. Try to hold on to to that and have faith that you'll get through it. It will be bumpy, but explore it. You know, go with it. You really can't fight it. 
It's going to happen. Just try to hold on to whatever is your center, your core. Or if you were like me, once you started recognizing what that truth was about you, hold on to it if you don't already know. Like try and hold on to that and know that you will weather this. You're going to go through this regardless of how you approach it. Um, But just know there will always be an end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. So just try to try to stay true to yourself as much as you can and cut yourself some slack. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was three things. That's a few things. But yeah, well, the second question I was going to ask is what would you tell someone that was actually going through it? But you kind of kind of went into that naturally. Yeah. I, I well, I also think, well, depending on if what... someone's going through it right now, what do yeah. you think would be the most important thing for them to hear? Um, I I think also that you're going to get through this, but you're going to come out stronger um, if you're going to actually open yourself up and explore the things that come up for you. And don't be afraid. Mm. Don't be afraid. You're going to come out better. This is what it's designed to do, Mm -hmm. right? It's designed to help give you freedom and independence and love yourself and your body and all these things in a different way. Well, mostly for women, we talked about that. But you're going to love who you are on the other side of this. You're going to say, I don't even recognize that person anymore. And I love who, like when you come out on the other side, you're going to love who you are. And you're going to be so thankful that you did the work that you did. Now, you could do that in a number of ways. Like I said, I did counseling. I did a lot of journal writing. I started reading a lot of books to try and figure myself out. So do whatever you have to do to get through it. Just know you're going to love yourself on the other side. You're going to be a brand new shiny person with a different perspective. Beautiful. And then the last question is, I actually have one more after this one. (laughs) But um, the third question in that kind of set is, what would you tell someone who's already gone through it? who's maybe hearing about it the first time, but maybe not. Maybe they knew they went through it, but like what what would you tell somebody that already went through it? Um, I think really looking back on it, um, if you've gone through this and you're only he- hearing about it now, check out whatever those dates might have been for you that you might have been going through this. And it can be general. And the book um, that we mentioned, Astrology and the Rising of the Kundalini, Um, that has a chart in there so that you can find out when the period was. Well, I guess that's a good piece of advice for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. To know when it's coming. Right, yeah. (laughs) And when it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you can reflect back on that time period and and see what came up for you. Um, Here's an important part, because if you didn't deal with the things that maybe started to come up, those wounds that needed to be healed, that understanding that needed to be gained, look on that now. Because if I've learned anything recently is that things that are not, um, that you that you push off, that you resist, that you don't deal with because of the discomfort or the you're not sure how things are going to work out, um, or all those sorts of things that keep you from making a decision or doing the things that you need to do to heal. Um, If you don't go and deal with those issues that arose during this period, because they're very, some specific things may have come up that were too hard to deal with, go back, 
like go back a little bit. If there's something that you can look at in this timeline that was maybe not um, something that you were felt capable or ready to handle, you weren't aware that it was something that might be significant to your development, go back now because things come back up. So maybe now you're out of out of the storm and maybe it'll be a little bit, you can approach some of those things in a different way that is not like your whole life in chaos. <laughs> Beautiful, I love that. And then the last question I wanna ask you is, how do you feel now that you've you've gone through it, you've done pretty much most of the processing of it, maybe there's some things still come up here and there, like you said, but now that you've kind of passed through the storm, how do you feel in your life? Well, um, I feel so empowered. I feel like my life is mine and I can, I can handle anything that comes my way. I have a knowing now that I've gone through this, but then I've also learned, I've taken it, you know, since then, I've learned more about processing and healing and astrology and other spirit aspects of spirituality that my perspective is completely different. Um, I, I love who I am and I never want to go back to that place. So I'm also starting to recognize some of the patterns that were in my life previously. If they come up, it's then I have more awareness of how to live in a way that I don't fall back into those mm. patterns, mm -hmm. um, that I can stay true to myself. Um, most specifically, I think is that I have a voice and I can use it. And there's nothing that, you know, I kind of feel a little tripped up here, but it's really that it's, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to say what I think do what I feel is right. I don't feel encumbered by other restrictions around me. My life is mine. Mm. I love that. Yeah, you're not held back anymore. Yeah. You're not, you know, forced to do something that's not who you are yeah. at a deep level. And, you know, just as we talked in the very beginning and what the transit is really about, it's about um, independence and freedom. Those are right. those are things I hold so dear, and I I feel it, and I know it that I have it, and it just it just gives so much more joy to life. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this um, podcast episode. I know it was kind of intense to like <laughs> go, go back there and like f feel it again and, and experience it again and kind of relive it again a little bit. Um, and I just want to say, you know, that I appreciate it so much because I know that whoever listens to this and they're in one of those three, you know, categories <laughs> where like maybe they're about to go through their Uranus opposition or maybe they're going through it right now. Right. Or maybe they've already gone through it and they still haven't gone and realized what really happened, you know. And like I know that people are going to get so much out of this conversation. So I just want to thank you for being brave and stepping into that space with me. Well, here. thanks for having me and letting me share because this is, you know, it, 
it only helps people to to hear people express themselves and then find a way for them to as well. Yes. So we hope that you as a listener have gotten so much out of this conversation and we'd love to hear from you if you're maybe going through your Uranus opposition right now. Um, There is a way to leave a voicemail if you're on the Anchor app or through anchor.fm forward slash channel for grace uncut. Um, And yeah, so feel free to reach out and share your story with us and we um, will see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about the current astrology and how it's affecting you, if you want private readings of astrology and tarot, or or if you're looking for awesome jewelry designs and zodiac themes jewelry, then please check out my website, channelforgrace.guru. I will see you soon on my next episode.